Well, it's almost time for the weekend, but before we dive into that, it's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. It's great to be with you. And I had mentioned on previous podcasts, maybe a couple previous podcasts, I don't remember exactly, but I had mentioned that we were going to delve into the armor of God this summer um, because I think this would be uh, good material for those who are students headed to college or even people headed uh, to a new career or wherever you may be headed in life uh, to have a good primer on the armor of God. I think it's something that we sometimes overlook in our pursuit of the Christian life. And so I hope that as we study it, we will be able to be equipped to put it on and to have even more victory in our Christian life, because that is what God wants for us, is to be victorious. So before we do that, I would like Adam to read the passage that um, this study comes from, and that is actually our quote of the day. All right, we're digging into Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18 here. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Again, that's Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18. All right, thank you for that, Adam. And I just want to give a couple of disclaimers before we begin this. Number one is, uh, the order in which I present the pieces of the armor today will not be the order that we will be presenting these episodes, simply because I realized after I wrote these show notes that they're in a different order in the review podcast than they are for the individual podcast, so keep that in mind. And secondly... Uh, these will not necessarily be totally consecutive. We will have a couple other podcasts um, squeezed in between uh, some of these Armor of God podcasts and like a book club podcast and a couple other interviews that because of timing within with scheduling, they'll probably come beforehand or in between these shows. So just keep that in mind as you're listening to these podcasts that, that, that those two things will be true. And we will do our best, if you would like, to uh, to present these um, in an album that you can get for a donation at the Speaking For Him website, if you so wish. So please keep in mind that if these are beneficial to you, uh, that you share these with your friends, and that if you would like the whole thing on a CD, that can be done. And it's also free to download any of these podcasts from my website. So just keep those things in mind. All right, we're just going to go through each of the pieces of the armor on today's episode and talk about them in brief, and then we will get into each one individually on future podcasts. So we're going to start with the belt of truth. Uh, I think truth is a good place to start with this podcast because never before 
Has truth been in more um, jeopardy than it is today? Even people uh, who claim the name of Christ want to debate the truth. They want to say that what God said about certain moral issues is up for debate and that maybe he didn't wasn't as clear or as definite as he may have appeared in times gone by. But the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if he espoused the truth a hundred years ago, uh, the same is true today. And so as we are looking at truth, we need to realize that it is definite um, and that it is a genuine article and it's nothing that we can be quibbled with. And I just want to bring out this passage um, in John fourteen six. It says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And so as we attempt through our daily lives to go through this Christian life and to live it in such a way as to glorify God, we need to fully embrace the truth. Do you have any thoughts about that, Adam? I think that is a great place to start because that really starts that root of faith that can then allow it to grow into the branches and and to be able to spread that to others. So uh, definitely finding that truth on God and that is God is big, very big. So absolutely. All right. Well, the second piece of armor that we will be addressing in this series uh, is the shoes of the gospel of peace. And for that, I have the verse Isaiah 52, 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Isaiah fifty two verse seven. And as a part of our Christian life, it's not something that we should keep to ourselves. It's something that we should have um, the wherewithal and the prayerfulness to be able to share the good news with others. I was able recently, while I was sitting in a waiting room waiting for my van to get fixed, to give a little bit of a testimony to one of the other customers about what I do in preaching the Word of God and sharing my testimony with others. And so I didn't get to talk to them a whole lot, but it was really neat to give them a chance to see where I come from and how God has been working in my life. And um, I will continue to pray for opportunities like that. I remember one of my favorite opportunities was when I was at the bus station a few years ago. I I would often read my Bible while I was waiting to get on the bus because I usually had at least an hour before I got on the bus. And there was a couple gentlemen that came in and I could tell they were foreigners. And they sat down and told me that they had recently come to Michigan from Ethiopia. And so I was able to share with them the story of the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts where Philip shares the gospel with him. He accepts Christ and then is baptized because he says, what hinders me to be baptized? And Philip says, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And so I don't know what their spiritual state is or what they decided to do with it, but it was just interesting the way God led them into my path, and I hope that they were bettered for it. Do you have any thoughts about sharing the truth? Absolutely. I think it's just um, being aware of those opportunities that come to you 
don't know if you've ever experienced that before, Andrew, but I know there's been times where, uh, like, I've maybe, like, missed an opportunity or something, and I, I look back, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I should have kind of saw that and had my eyes open to it. So just keeping your eyes open to those opportunities where God may lead you to do is uh, it's a big thing to remember. It, it definitely is. And I, I know what you're saying about missed opportunities. I also know that sometimes we try when the door is not open. And I think that one of the things I've learned is that God will open doors if we ask him to. And if we're faithful to go through the doors he opens, he's more apt to open more doors. And so we just need to keep our eyes open and be ready. All right. The next one I want to talk about is the shield of faith. Um, the shield of faith is a very important component. It says in Hebrews eleven six, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And again, that's Hebrews 11.6. And um, I think that it is so important. You know, a lot of times people who are unbelievers, they look at the Bible, they try to point out the flaws, and there are some paradoxes that don't seem to make sense. But that is because much of what we deal with in, in the Christian life and much of what is in the scriptures is spiritually discerned. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ going into your Bible study, you're going to look at it and you're going to say, why in the world would anybody write that? Or how would that make sense? Mm -hmm. Or how does this scripture make sense on top of this other scripture? And the, re the reality is that the cross is foolishness to them that perish as Paul said. And so without faith, we cannot hope to please God or find um, our home in heaven someday. And really, even the faith that we are given, we find in Ephesians chapter 2 is a gift from God. And so we need to keep that in mind. Do you have any thoughts on faith, Adam? I, I think you hit the nail on the head right there and uh, just... Be reminded, and I uh, got my hand up right now, kind of uh, pointing at myself too, but, you know, just got to remember to put that full faith in God, and even when things don't make sense or those paradoxes come up, just saying, okay, God, it's in your hands, you're allowing it for some reason, I, I don't know why, but you're God, you're in control, so uh, building on that faith, it's going to be good. And it's so comforting to know that God is in control, because if, if I dealt with the things that are so bizarre about this world without the knowledge of God's control, I would literally go insane. And that's, I mean, that's not even a joke. It's yeah, just true. If you look at the headlines that we see every day in the newspaper, uh, the world is insane. The only sanity is found in Christ. And so I hope friends out there who are listening that you have found your sanity in him. Okay. The helmet of salvation Paul writes about the importance of the helmet of salvation. Helmets um, are important in sports and in battle. Your head and your brain in particular are one of the most important things of your body. Your brain helps the rest of your body function. And so this just heightens the importance of a helmet and the metaphor being uh, that if you, are, if you have the helmet of salvation, you'll be protected. And for this I have 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And as we will be studying in a couple weeks about the helmet of salvation, we will find that it's not just talking about the one-time 
gift of salvation that God gives when we cry out to him for salvation. But he's also talking about a lifetime of things that he does to save us and preserve us in our faith. Um, so when we'll get into that more in the next couple of weeks. But Adam, did you have any thoughts about that particular topic? Uh, that one, honestly, just kind of soaking in at the moment. But that's, that's good, though. That's cool. And it's, it's neat how this pinpoints kind of every place of faith. Because sometimes we think, oh, it must just be if I just have a strong faith and then my Christian walk is going to get better. Or if I just do this or just do this. But it's really a whole basket of things that we apply to our daily lives. It is. So this is and cool. How it's it is, and I, you, know, I had an interesting interaction on Facebook uh, very shortly ago, and that was uh, this this one friend of mine. I really appreciate him, but he made the comment. He said, "I want to make sure that I get to heaven without being a hypocrite, and I want to have some merit to to beg for God to let me into heaven." when the time comes, when I'm standing at the pearly gates. And I just, I commented and I said, well, I don't have to beg for entrance into heaven because Jesus already paid the penalty on the cross for me to get into heaven. It's taken care of. All I had to do was accept it. And that's what I like about this verse. For God hath made him to be sin for us that knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And if you think about it, Every day we sin, and even some of the good things we do are tainted with selfish motives. So for us to have this idea that we could ever be good enough for God is just out of the realm of reality. We're not. None of us are. Uh, The Bible says that everyone falls short. And so the answer was a perfect Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. All right, the sword of the Spirit. Uh, this is an interesting one because most of the, the the pieces of the armor which we've talked about today and which we will continue to elaborate on is our defensive weapons. You have the belt and the shield and the helmet. These are all things that we use to deflect Satan and to help ourselves be protected and preserved. The sword, on the other hand, is an offensive weapon. The sword is what we get out so that we can fight the battles. When, we, when we're when we fighting against untruth, when we're fighting against half-truth, what's the answer? The answer is to have a working knowledge of the Word of God and how it all fits together so that we know when there's truth in error. Studying the truth so much that we know when someone's not speaking it. And that's why the verse I have for the sword of the Spirit is study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Peter 2.15 um, Now, Adam, I don't want to pin you into a corner. <laughs> You're fine. But what do you think about this, and how are you doing with utilizing your sword? Well, i got to be honest. There are times where my sword is clean, and it's super sharp, and it's working good. And then there's other days where it's looking a little rusty and it needs to be cleaned and sharpened a little bit too. Uh, and I think that's a good reminder. I like how you said about, you know, the, the word of God is truth. And, oh, that goes back to that first one that we started with. Yeah. That kind of trickles down, you know, with everything. So, you know, to get that core root of your faith down, which is truth and knowledge of God, God's word is the sharpest sword 
really the only sword out there, if you think about it, that's really going to help you mm. uh, sharpen that. So, But it's a matter of doing that training every day of being a good swordsman. That makes a big difference. And I was actually inspired to do this series of podcasts by a message that I recently heard uh, from a gentleman who's passed on to be with the Lord by now. But through the wonder of technology, we still have his messages. His name is Adrian Rogers, and he gave us a talk on the armor of God. And it really inspired me about the need to talk about this and to begin to live it more intentionally in my own life. And there's another thing on this list today that usually isn't counted in the armor, but it is listed right after all of the armor pieces are listed, and so I think it's intended to be part, a second offensive weapon, if you will, and that is the weapon of prayer. Oh, yeah. So we are going to spend one episode later talking about prayer, and as we do just this brief overview, the verse I have for that is, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Uh, James five sixteen, And this brings up a couple different issues. First of all, we need accountability with one another. I know that some things I've struggled with in the past, I've continued to struggle with because I haven't had accountability, um, because I haven't taken it seriously. I've realized uh, over these past several months of the need not just to close the door to sin, but to padlock the door <laughs> in certain areas of my life. Because sometimes I have to admit, I've been guilty of leaning on the door, hoping it would accidentally open. Right. And then I would be like, oh, that just happened to happen. It wasn't my fault. I just got tempted and and it took over. But really, it's about making a decision before you're tempted of how you're going to deal with it. And you'll find that you're a lot more successful if you have a plan in place ahead of time than if you say to yourself, when it's happening, oh, I need to get away from this. There still will be times when that happens, but when you have a plan in place ahead of time, you're a lot better off. Absolutely. And so that's one element. Another element is how how effective prayer works to help your spiritual life. Um, And effective prayer comes uh, when we have a short account with God, when we have a relationship with God where We don't have hidden sin when we've dealt with our sin. That's why one of the first things that we should do when we're praying to him is to confess our sins, those that we know by name and those that maybe we don't know uh, in a general way and say, Lord, forgive me, so that the rest of the prayer he will hear. And then there's this issue of being healed. Now, I know that God has the power to heal. Um. And I've had a working dialogue with certain people who think that I could be healed this side of heaven. Can I be healed this side of heaven? Absolutely. Do I believe that that's in God's plan for me? Uh, No, I don't. I think that God has opened up doors um, because of my disability, and he's kept me from certain temptations because of my disability, and he's definitely given me a working physical knowledge of my need for others, which reminds me of my need for a savior. So if God decides to heal me in this lifetime, I'm all for it. But I believe that God's grace is sufficient and that 
he has told me that for this time on this earth, I am to serve him from this wheelchair. But I also know, as Paul said, that the sufferings of this present world are not worthy to be compared with the joy which shall be revealed in us at the end of time. And I'm looking forward to going to heaven and doing all the things that I haven't gotten a chance to do here on earth. Um, but I think that being in a wheelchair has largely sharpened my focus and caused me to work even harder for the kingdom. And I hope that it's encouraged others. Um, and I've seen God do things through prayer that are pretty amazing. Um, I have to admit that I received a large donation recently and it met a real need that I had, but I haven't really spent a lot of time praying specifically about it to God. And sometimes I find myself of being guilty of not praying specific enough prayers mm -hmm. to him because I want to give him an out because I want him to answer every prayer and to not fall short. What I don't understand though, is that he's always answering every prayer and, uh, it just might not be the way we want it to right. be. And so we tend to characterize that as unanswered prayer. Uh, do you have any thoughts on prayer? Absolutely. Uh, it's it's crucial because it's that really direct communication line with God. And if you want to get to know him more and have that open relationship with him, I think it kind of starts with prayer. And that's kind of speaking of my own life experience too a little bit is um, just having like those like those personal moments where it's just myself and God, just praying, just talking. Um, it, it's like uh, it's kind of like father and son. Kind of, I mean, because that's what it is. So I think prayer is a huge, huge, crucial thing. And, of course, being reminded, too, that whatever we pray for or ask for, that as long as it's with God's will, too. Because sometimes yeah. it's so easy to be like, God, you know, whatever your will may be, that would be great that that would happen. But if this could happen, too, that would be great. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's not that we can try and slide our own little things in there. And again, yeah. life experience speaking from, but um, prayer is very, very important. And if maybe you're a young Christian or just kind of learning about God, or maybe you're like, what's so great about God? Pray. Talk with him. He'll, he'll open the doors to show you. Absolutely. And you, you said something crucial, I think. You said that talking to God is like a, a son talking to a father because you are— uh, if you have salvation, which both of both of us do, you have a father-son relationship with God Almighty, which is amazing. And I think sometimes we think of prayer as something, oh, I have to pray this morning. Right. I have to pray. I have to open my Bible to read, rather than getting to the point where this is something I want to do. I want to pray. I, I will pray multiple times a day because, like you said, it's a father talking to a son and a son talking to a father. and. When something comes up, I'll pray about it. It doesn't have to be in a scheduled prayer time. You don't even have to. This might blow you away, but you don't even have to close your eyes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I was little, I thought you had to. But the more I realized it, the more I realized that the biggest reason you close your eyes when you pray is out of respect and reverence and so that you're not distracted. But you can be riding, you can be driving or riding along in the car and have your eyes wide open and, and pray, and God will hear you. And you don't even have to pray audibly because he can read your thoughts. Yes, yeah, another true. Another scary reality, but it's true. He can read your thoughts. So that's just, uh, I hope that these things have encouraged you. And again, in a couple weeks, we will uh, delve back into 
the armor of God and speak specifically about the helmet of salvation. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. And as I always say, keep serving the best of masters. Uh, This is your host, Andrew Gomison, along with my executive producer, Adam McNutt. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have a moment, take some time to review us on iTunes and also rate us. We would really appreciate it because it will allow us to reach more people. Have a great weekend.